Hi, I'm Brooke. And I'm Steven. And, and this, this is Waiting, Waiting Tables, Tables Podcast. Pick up a tray and pass your table. Who the f*** brewed tea? Why the hell am I double sat? Welcome to the show, Stevie. Hi, Stevie. Hi, thank you. How you doing? So great. Feeling ready? A little bit tired, but I'm good. So special <laughs> episode today. It's a family, literally a family it episode. Is family. Uh, <laughs> family episode. We got Rawls royalty in the building. <laughs> so, uh, look, I don't know how familiar you are with the show, but I always kind of give this little spiel. Uh, Brooke and I have put together the show to bring on our favorite servers to tell their best, worst, funniest, craziest stories about that, which we all know, love, and probably for the rest of the new year will loathe. The service industry. Everybody gets the same first question. What was your first restaurant? Where did it all start? My first service industry, like actually serving tables was Olive Garden. (sighs) Together? Same one one that Seager worked at? Uh, Steve got me put on to Olive Garden like three or four years into her Olive Garden career. No, that's not true. (laughs) I worked at the one in Alabama. I worked for Olive Garden for a total of like two years and I got Seager on after like a year. Okay. And uh, I taught him everything he knows. It's literally everything. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bold statement. I invented him. That's not. Also, <laughs> the, also the Olive Garden service manual taught me a little bit. Maybe everything. Hospitaliano. Hospitaliano, brother. Uh-huh. Hospitaliano, is that what, oh, is you, that what had, they preached down we there? We had green name is that tags Italian? Yeah. that you had to get like your... Your clear name put on the green name tag and it said Hospitaliano. Hospitaliano. I'm pretty sure it's a fictional <laughs> word that. that Olive Garden made up. Yeah, I didn't I'm, see I was that gonna being say, real. That can't just be Italian for hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty great. Seeger used to walk up to his tables and say, Hospitaliano, I'm Seeger. <laughs> I did do that. Oh my uh, God, that's that was, fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's very bienvenido and welcome. <laughs> So two years at Olive Garden, bring the brother in, mm-hmm. everything he knows, mm-hmm. you. Where'd you go after Olive Garden? How long, was, like, what was the next move? I started at the Olive Garden in Alabama, where we lived at the time, and then we moved here, so I was able to transfer to the one in Tennessee, in Mount Juliet, and uh, after that was when Seeger went looking for more money, because he's... Smart guy. Yeah. Smart guy. (laughs) And so he actually got the job at Aquarium before I did. And he okay, brought me then in. Also he pulls you in. to Aquarium. Yeah. Know this. There was a time in which Steve and I worked and lived together for a lot of years. A lot of years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good you times. also worked there with them. Yes, I was there before before Seeger. Seeger, oh, okay, I, well, okay. you guys came, what, 2013? Is that right? Or 2014. Mm-hmm. It was 2014. Uh, it 15. 15. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I did okay. my I did my first year in Tennessee at Olive Garden and then uh, Aquarium was 2015. All I remember about when you started, Sieg, was um, Bill came to me, Greg, and Harold, got us all together and said, I just interviewed this guy. His name is Seeger, and he said he's going to take all of your leadership roles. (laughs) 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 Said he told me that in the interview. (laughs) I'm very sure I did not do that Came and kicked the door down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. My interview with Bill was basically me sitting down and him being like, oh, you're from Louisiana? And I was like, yeah, I got family there. And he was like, oh, that was cool. And then we talked about food for 30 minutes. That sounds more (laughs) like it. At the end of it, he was like, all right, cool. My servers sell $3,000 a product a day. You're going to make a shit ton of money. And I was like, big bet. Cool. (laughs) And that was it. Yeah, I I had a feeling that Bill kind of exaggerated that, but he came straight to mm-hmm. us and was like, there's a young gun coming for all of you right now. 
Do you know the first interaction I had with Harold Freelix? Oh, <clears> let's go. Was my last day of training. And I had not seen this guy before okay. ever. And I had just gotten in. I'm clocking in. I'm getting ready to go. And he comes up and he says, hey, um, so you're about to be live. And uh, Harold doesn't want to work on Friday. So do you want to work on Friday? <laughs> do you, you want to work on Friday for Harold? And I said, I'm sorry. Who the fuck is Harold? He said, was, that's it's, me. That's me. <laughs> Harold always talked about himself in the third person. <laughs> yeah. No, Harold doesn't do this. Yeah. That's that's uh, the first meeting with Harold. That was hilarious. Yeah. You're yeah. about to be live. Harold doesn't want to work on Friday. <laughs> you want to work on Friday. That's so, uh, yeah, that's so on brand for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you came into a new restaurant, the, all the veteran servers that also didn't want to be there all the time, they like look at you and they're like, this person doesn't know they don't want to work here yet. They're hungry. <laughs> they want to make a lot of chips. They want to make the money. Yeah. Yeah, and he's got like a lead. Cl- uh, uh, what did what did we call it there? The man, the shift lead, shift, a yeah, shift lead shift section. Lead, yeah. and he's got the biggest yes. tables, and he gives up his shift. And management's like, "What the fuck? <laughs> we can't put the new girl on this." That's me. Literally, they told me the other day that I couldn't give my shift away to just anyone. They said that it had to be like equal to me when I go there. So I'm like, I can't. So now I have to have two people work for my one shift. <laughs> Seniority, brother. Uh-huh. I mean, I get that to some point. It's like you can't, because of what you carry, yeah. you can't hand your shift off to no. like somebody that's been on the floor yeah. for a week in no. a two-table section. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, should that be your problem? No. You know? No, actually no. Got to cover. You know, obviously the aquarium was one of my huge bullet points for this episode because mm-hmm. we did all work together for a couple years there. Mm-hmm. A lot of good memories there. Mm-hmm. Um, any of your craziest stories come to mind from the AQ or you just kind of want to go down memory lane there? Craziest stories from AQ. Oh man. Mm. That place got so wild because it was so big and there were so many fish and everybody just thought it was the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's pretty cool, but is it? When you work there, there's no sunlight in this one in this entire no. restaurant. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's literally like working in a cave. And when you were a double with no break, like you were in a, in a cave. Yes, for twelve hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the windows were brutal. all tinted. There's no sunlight. And then you go home and it's dark outside. Yeah, <laughs> and then you go back the net. Like the next time you open your eyes, you're on the way back because it's Friday, Saturday doubles. Oh, I do actually have a good story about that place once. Because you know, we used to it used to be a dumpster fire pretty regularly. Yeah, like back of house was just so understaffed. Well, one day it was a freaking Sunday when we closed early. And uh, at the time, we had uh, Sarah was still managing. Mm-hmm. She was a hard ass. Like she was, yeah, she was Sarah a tough was, lady. She's great, but she's she tough. She was tough lady. Yeah. And uh, Irish. She was, <laughs> That's why <laughs> she was managing. And back of house, it was that we closed at seven, and we were so dead all night. And so at like five thirty six, they started making cuts on back of house, and then. Right when they did, we popped mm-hmm. off. Got a pop, yeah. Like, big time. And all of these tables start coming in, and we're trying to handle it, but the kitchen just immediately crashes. Oh, yeah. Dies cannot, immediately. Like, just On cannot fire. get food out in time. <laughs> they and forget so, how to cook. They're like, we don't even know what we're doing pretty much what here. it was like. So we were having, like... Hour long ticket times on entrees. Oh, no, no, no. PTSD so, about that. 
when people would come in and sit down, I would go ahead and say like, listen, I'm happy to take care of you. I'm happy to get you drinks and as much bread as I possibly can. I want you to know right now, food is going to take a really long time. Just want to give you a heads up. And, (laughs) And I said, and if you are here for it, Great, let's go. Mm-hmm. And my table. Give me your order right now so you so can get it by yeah. the time we close. So I had a table that I told that to, and they were like, cool, yeah, no, it's fine. We're great. Mom wanted to have a couple of glasses of wine anyway. So she gets two glasses of wine in pretty quickly. And I kept them updated and I kept saying, hey, just so you know, I'm back there rooting for you. Like I'm, I'm checking on your ticket every <laughs> I chance I get. I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. <laughs> and uh, they're like, okay, okay. And the dad's like, totally fine. Kids, totally fine. The mom starts getting mad. Ooh, a little Because she's like, where is our food? What is taking so long? And I was like, I promise. I'm working on it. I, I promise. You. And you yeah, warned I told her you. I warned her. And so I even told Sarah, like, as she's getting antsy, I was like, look, this lady's getting a little fired up. Just want you to know. <laughs> Heads up. And, uh, and so, and I had told Sarah as well that I had told this table, look, it's going to be a while. It's going to, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... She calls over the manager. Sarah goes and talks to her. Sarah comes back to me and was like, "She said that you didn't tell them that you haven't been keeping them updated, and that the <sighs> and that oh the and that it's taking way too long." And I look, <laughs> and the husband wasn't at the table when she complained to Sarah. Wow, bitch move. So real. at that point, and of course, because it was dumpster fire of a shift, and I was yeah. over it. You're right. I. <laughs> did the best thing I've ever done in front of anyone. It was so validating. And uh, I walked over to the table once her husband had sat back down and I said, I want to apologize from the deepest depths of my heart because, (laughs) (laughs) because I misunderstood and thought that you understood when I told you that your food was going to take a really long time that it was going to take a really long time. <laughs> and I'm so sorry that you didn't that get that. You didn't understand and that. And that's on me. And it's I was totally just like, I was like, that's that's on me. <laughs> and I apologize. And I just want you to know that I'm so sorry. Oh my God. And her husband looks at her like, you bitch. What, no, what you did didn't. you do while I was <laughs> gone? So they finally, she's fucking pissed that I said that. But I was, I was killed with kindness. Oh I was God. so sappy about it. And, uh, I bring that check and I run their card and she snatched that book so quick and put a big fat uh, goose egg in there. Uh, uh, it was great though. I didn't care. <laughs> no, like, you, oh, won, you won that yeah. one for sure. Yeah, yeah that's a moral I even, victory. I even told Sarah that I did that later on that night. She was like, you can't do that. I was like, I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> Sarah was the kind of person that would be like, you can't do that. But then she'd be like, but also good job. But also, yeah, yeah. you need to do that sometimes. Sarah was dope. Yeah. Sarah, I, I miss working with that staff because Sarah would be the person Person that would go to a table when she knew that you were right and they were wrong and mm-hmm. she would try to hash that out. She'd be like, well, you said there was something wrong with the food, but you ate all of it. Sarah would say mm-hmm. that to tables and we would always just be in the background going like, yes, mm-hmm. this is what you want. Told you. God, that's great Whoa. though. That's a good story. It's one of my favorites. I mean, what a, what a move to wait till the husband's gone to just yeah. try to throw you under the bus. Yeah. Because he was the logical one yeah. in the situation, uh, yeah. which is not always the case. Mm-mm. But they, uh, yeah, she waited and, oh, it was ugly. I was like, dang, that's going to be a ton's car ride home, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got, you got the W on that one. Mm-hmm. So all in all, 
how long were you at Aquarium? Because you guys were there. I know you were there just a little bit longer than me. I was there for probably almost five years in total. Because after the first couple, working doubles all the time and just not getting anywhere, I went to school. So it put me through college, Mm -hmm. basically, because at that point I had built up enough seniority to just work weekends. Mm -hmm. So I could go to school all week and work Friday and Saturday and be fine. Michael, yeah, make everything that you need. Mm -hmm. It was right after, I didn't quit until COVID hit and I was still there. And then they started bringing people back in waves. And when I went back, there was just not enough money. And it was so Mm -hmm. ridiculous that I was like, I'm out. I'm also... I'm just, I completely forgot about this, that I got you on it. Um, Del Frisco's. Frisco's. That's right. That was when that was. I had forgot Mm -hmm. about that. That was such a flash in the pan for me, but Mm -hmm. I brought you and uh, my buddy Justin over there and then I left immediately after I got Mm -hmm. you guys hired. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was, talk about a train wreck. That place, I don't know how long you ended up being there for, but. I ended up being there for a couple of years. I know you killed it. Yeah. And like the money was good. Yeah. I ended up, I actually, that job spoiled me a lot because it was so casual Mm -hmm. and so laid back. And I worked my way up so quickly because I did come in right after COVID that I could do whatever I wanted. And I made so much money in so little time. Did you also work with John Levine? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. Johnny Boy. A little bit. Actually, I think he was only there for like two weeks before I, before, yeah, before he moved on. He came to work with us, Yeah, Mm -hmm. which was, I don't know that we've ever talked about how random that was, but I got hired at Frisco's and I just, like I made good money for the couple weeks that I was there. I just wasn't like vibing with the place Mm -hmm. or the management. And so I ended up leaving because Ryan recruited me. To come to. to Snap. <laughs> He's getting oh my god. That one was like Is that the That one felt premeditated. <laughs> my dude had time to think about his sins. Did you hear me trail off with that? Yeah. Like I I realized what I was doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the first Have I ever done that? I don't think you've ever said it. I think it's usually Are you the just only me. one that's not been In 60 something episodes. I don't think that I've ever done that. Oof. Oh man, You're fine. Damn, we're done. Hour. It's over. <laughs> Gotta go. We quit. Thank, we would like to give a big <laughs> shout out. Like to give a big giant shout out to all the listeners who supported us this far. We have to take Stephen out back and oh, shoot him now. My God. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Where's the dunce hat? <laughs> Jeez. Man, wait, wait. I've got a sad. Yeah, get. <laughs> Use that board. I, what are you waiting on? Yeah. Well, you guys didn't hear it, but God, it happened. That's embarrassing. <laughs> all right. I don't know if how I'll, do you even get, I don't come know, back. How do I come that? back from yeah. that? What was I even <laughs> saying? What are you uh, do now? Your um, homie got brought yes. over and works with you guys. Ryan recruited me, and so I ended up leaving Frisco's pretty quickly. And one of the last conversations I had with John was of that nature, and he had this like I told him where I was going to work. Mm-hmm. He had this like golden smirk on his face <laughs> that I didn't realize. In the very next Monday in pre shift, we get a notification that. uh he goes, we're going to have a new manager starting the MIT program here next week. His name is John Levine. And I was like, that son of a... <laughs> and sure enough... Do you enough, think like, that he was going there before you? Yeah, he had already worked the he deal. Ar- yeah, okay, he okay, told okay. me he had already worked the he deal out. Just, That's like, why just like single he, life email you and just like yeah. follow you there. <laughs> Stalked me there. Yeah. No, he told me he was like, yeah, that's why I had that little smirk when you told me that because I had already worked the deal out. Mm. Yeah. So he was getting kind of raked over mm-hmm. the coals at a lot Frisco's of people during did. the pandemic. A lot of people yeah. did. Yeah. Yeah. 
So you had a good, yeah, good gig there for a couple of years. So yeah, yeah, that's good. But then of course, you know, you give it long enough and management changes hands enough. So many times it gets weird and things just aren't the same anymore and you just got to move on. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's time to go. Yeah. That's kind of how it was for me at Aquarium. I won't go down that path, but it was just Mm -hmm. like, I had done all I could do there and I really just didn't want to be in that building anymore Mm -hmm. for a multitude of reasons and time to go. Gotta, gotta go. move on. Gotta go. I heard. Yeah. I heard that Queenie finally kicked the bucket. Oh, oh man! R.I.P. No. R.I.P. Yeah. Re- really? And we didn't yeah. get an invite to the funeral. I know. Or I know. I sure hope they put a plaque on there for her. <laughs> Queenie is the. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Queenie was one of the stars of the tank. She was a five. <laughs> <I'm thinking laughs> <it's> a <bucket laughs> No. She's thinking it's like the grandma <laughs> character. Yeah, I mean, like, is she fish. just like a dishwasher yes, there or something? <laughs> she said, I hope she put a plaque. I was like, no one loves this woman. What? I can now sense your confusion for a yeah, moment there. Who's this person nobody loved? Yeah. Uh, Queenie was the four or 500 pound Queensland grouper. That was like one of the stars of the tank that you had to point out every yeah. time. It's like, and this is Queenie. Or, you know, <laughs> huge ass fish. <laughs> and she'd just kind of float along and eat the smaller fish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That probably has to have come up at some point with the people we've had on. But like we were told to tell our tables that the fish didn't eat the other fish. Or that for sure. The did. sharks didn't eat the other fish. <laughs> and it happened all the time. Especially like it. It would happen during service. Yeah. Like so you would see, it'd be gruesome. Like a savage, yeah, yeah like yeah. savage, like just like mm-hmm. ripping a yep. fish apart. Oh, dude. Oh, that's that's probably it's just a silly mistake. <laughs> they probably confused that fish for another fish. No, it's feeding time. You just didn't see the divers. And yeah. when they they put the when they decided to start putting the mermaids in there regularly. And I remember because they were like, no, it's totally safe because they wanted me to be a mermaid. And I was like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, the mermaids finally did start jumping in and they're like, no, it's, it's totally fine. Everybody's going to be super cool. There was One of the girls straight up got like chomped on her forehead by an eel. What? <laughs> yeah. Hard was, pass yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no. no. It's totally cool. Yeah. Totally safe. I'm sorry. Wow. Maybe kids are watching like... <laughs> Feasting on her head. Disclosure to give some context here: the mermaid program was the most Mm half-assed, weird shit. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't want to spend the money to hire professional to do it the right way. Diver, uh, uh, breath holding mermaids. They instead basically said, "Hey, any server or host want to put on a mermaid tail?" And get in this fucking tank. You just they, jump in and then like swim down and then come up and yeah. Right. But put, it's they super put you, deep. They put you in the fucking mermaid tail, yeah, so yeah. you don't you have access to your legs. Okay, that's and true. And they, the water's freezing cold, and they send you in there. But like the the preparation for this is like tryouts where you go to a pool and can you go underwater you, and blow fake kisses? Can you kisses? swim even? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then it's just like during service, the mermaid program was just like. As an adult, it was sad to watch because they would go down and be able to hold their breath for like six seconds. And it, the, the water's race cold. Back up to the the top. water's cold. <laughs> They're nervous as hell because there's a bunch of unpredictable fish in this tank. So yep. they would go down. And instead of being someone trained to regulate and hold their breath for 40 seconds and put on a show, it would just be <gasps> swim down, <laughs> go back down, swim down awkwardly, blow a fake kiss, and then like swim up real fast, <laughs> spend 30 seconds topside, and then come down for six more. 
It just—it was. It a was, flop. and they still do that shit. I'm sure mm-hmm. they do. And like, so there were four locations for aquarium. I think there still are only four. And the Denver location is like a huge, huge. Like they have our the tank. I say our the tank in Nashville is two hundred. It, it used to be. Um, <laughs> tank in Nashville is two hundred thousand gallons. Just for context, the one in Denver is a million. Oh, so it's five times the size of the Nashville mm-hmm. and they have had a mermaid program there for years. They actually have the train divers. Do they pay you to be this mermaid yes, or you have to be yeah. a server? Okay. Yeah. No, it's actually, it was a, a position. It was like a okay. show position in Denver. You see me at the I'm aquarium. Sure I'm going to be over here. Over here it was <laughs> like. That's what Sue's talking about. Yeah. They, they wanted to do it and they were like, let's do it in Nashville because it's the, <laughs> you know, it's such a huge tourist destination mm-hmm. and they didn't put any further thought into it than let's let the servers Nothing. and hostess mm-hmm. audition to be mermaids. Yeah. And that's how it went. And like, it was not the greatest. That doesn't sound no. like it would be working out well for yeah. them. It was, it was pretty terrible. And like, you see the videos of the professional ones from Denver and other places that mm-hmm. do that. And it's cool. Like they're mm-hmm. down in the water for, you know, 45 seconds, minutes at a time doing mm-hmm. cool stuff. And then you've got a one that was a hostess two weeks ago. She's on the bottom. <laughs> trying to make sure she doesn't get eaten by the sharks. <laughs> It was just a big difference. There also wasn't like a ton of room the way the tank was structured. There wasn't a ton of right. room no, for them for to like get around and do stuff. There's not like open water space. It's kind of like rock behind you, glass in front of mm-hmm. you. You got to go straight down and straight back. It's yeah. Just, it, was a, it was a shit idea. Yep. No, the mechanics didn't really work. So, uh, all right. So let's, let's keep moving mm-hmm. down the, down the trail here mm-hmm. from Frisco's. You moved on to. I did Hall's Chop House here in Nashville for a little bit um, where I met my significant other that lives in Charleston and we did long distance for a little while and it got pretty serious. So I moved over to Charleston and he still works for the company. Of course, he's been there forever, makes really good money. Um, And so then I just went on to do other things. I work in a French restaurant now. <clears throat> in Charleston and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's like a little brasserie. Um but it's way less stressful. Old shop house was pretty intense. Uh yeah. I remember your first few stories from opening the one here in mm-hmm. Nashville and it sounded intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's great. Like service is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like you go and you don't get service like that anywhere else. They are very hands on with everything that they do, but it is it is intense. <laughs> I feel like that sounds like where we are, but maybe they're a little bit better because you guys are in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like you, we're very much watched on our steps of service and it's very much you pick can, the salad fork up, mm-hmm. you know. You know what people did wrong the week before when you see the hot topics for the week and you're like, God damn it, I did that. Like she saw me do that and now it's on the hot topic. Now it's a hot topic next mm-hmm. week, yeah. So this French place, is it actually called... The brasserie, is that what you said? It's called Brasserie Le Banc because it's in what used to be a bank. Gotcha. It's in one of those historic downtown Charleston buildings that's been there for like a hundred years. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. definitely some ghost work in there. (laughs) Um, But the building was like a blacksmith and like something else, like way, it's it's been there forever. Mm -hmm. And so, but it was a bank before they converted it into a restaurant. So, they, Word. you know. Is there like a vault it. in there still? Yes, there That's actually cool. is. And they put a bar, like a speakeasy bar down in there. Ooh. And it's 
That's it's pretty cool. Pretty dope. Like it's it. pretty cool. There was a place uh, in Nashville that used to be like that. It's closed now. I worked there for four days. Mm, nice. Called the, have I told you this story? Every, ever? every week we Maybe find not. out a new place. <laughs> even over the last <laughs> yeah, year and a half, there's something. I go, oh, yeah, I worked there for like 72 hours. <laughs> uh, it was um, Stockyard Steakhouse. It was like, it was a recognized top 10 wine house in the world. And then they had steak. They had like the whole Wagyu dry age. Mm-hmm. I mean, All the good stuff. Yeah. Um, they closed during the pandemic, but they were open for a long time. And they were kind of a similar thing. It was in a building with, um, it had a bank vault in the bottom mm-hmm. and that was the bar. There was a place upstairs that they had hidden walls for prohibition. It was right near the mm-hmm. river. So that was where they would actually trade Mm-hmm. They would come off the river and trade cattle and stuff there back in the mm-hmm. 1700s. Yeah, that's kind of how this place is yeah. too. Like down in like the manager's office, there's still this massive hole where they used to have a tunnel that went under the street. Across the street is the oldest liquor store in America. Wow. Um, and they used to, during Prohibition, like go back and, back forth, and forth through the tunnels and... It's open, not open. It's they had to concrete, like okay. they had to seal it, oh. but it, it's too it's bad. You're on your break, just like going for the liquor store. <laughs> it's too bad. I love a good tunnel. The road. <laughs> it's still there. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, well, do you have any other uh, wild, crazy stories that come to mind, or do you want to get into a few questions to see what sparks? Just hit me with some questions. Let's go. Okay. All right, here's a classic I don't think we've done in a little while. What's your biggest pet peeve? As a server, something that really drove you crazy. Biggest pet peeve. Could be related to like guest table or something, another server that mm-hmm. would, you know, drive you crazy. Oh, I've got a few, but probably my biggest pet peeve is when <clears throat> you check on your table to see if they're ready to order and they say yes. And then they, and then they just <laughs> make you menu. wait for so long because well, they're they, not actually ready to order. Well, they actually yeah. they decide. wanted to just grab you while they saw yeah. you, so you didn't like walk away and for that's another when ten they minutes. Start discussing amongst themselves what they're going to order. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you just stand there. Yeah. Oof. Mm-hmm. Or the the man that's like ready and he wants his wife to be ready so bad, mm-hmm. but she's just simply is she's not. trying to let so you. He's go. like, he's like, no, 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 we're no, good. no, we're ready, we're good. Mm-hmm. No, she's she's gonna find it. I'll have the. Uh, they try to prolong it. Yeah, he's like he's like holding it out, and then it gets to her, and she's just not ready. No idea. I will real quick and in a hurry be like, "All right, I'll come back." Yeah, <laughs> let me give you guys. I'll so, excuse did you myself. Yeah. This yeah. A little more. Uh-huh. That it also goes to uh, kids. I think we've talked about that. Kids like they'll say the parents will say they're ready. They have no idea what the kid wants. Mm-hmm. It gets to the kid, and they're like, "What do you want? What do you?" And they're trying to like get the information out of them. things that aren't even relevant. Or when they try to make their kid order for themselves, but the kid like does scared. not, not there. want to yeah. order for themselves. Like, so it's okay have, if yeah. you haven't done that social mm-hmm. thing yet. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> so like, they have, have to, to grab to the kid's menu and figure it out real fast, and they reach across the table, and it's covered in Sprite and cracker <laughs> crumbs, and they're like, how do you... what? Where's the food on this? Yeah, you know, He wants mac and cheese. <laughs> I you had want, a lady one time do that to her kid, and... The lady ordered her food, wanted her daughter to order her food. The daughter would not. She just looked like scared. Yeah. The lady did not order the daughter food. I know. Until she. I came back like three times and the daughter's just still like, Mm -hmm. and she didn't fucking eat. I mean, (laughs) we call that that childhood trauma. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they stopped. I do love though when they like parents will be like, what do you want? And then maybe not trying to make them order for themselves, but they'll be like, what do you want? And then the kid tells them what they want. And they're like, no, you're not having that tonight. (laughs) Like, what do you want? I want chicken tenders and fries. No, you're not having chicken tenders and fries tonight. Pick something else. Chicken and fruit. Uh Like I just told you what I wanted. That's great. (laughs) That's pretty good. 
All right. I have a, um, what do you do when you forget an order? What, like, oh, what's I your go-to move? Oh, that's a good one. Like. I came prepared, don't you? As okay. in, like, by just, I took the order by memory, or as in, you forget to ring in the order? Uh, like, you took the order by memory, and I, it's just gone. You, like that, or you've pocketed it. It's, yeah. it's running it out. I usually, I have to say, I'm pretty good about writing everything down. Um so just because, but I also, I am a very OCD organized, like on top of it, systematic person. That's why I've done so well in this industry so far. Yeah. So it is rare. I mean, I used to forget stuff all the time. And in that case, I'm like, oh, I should probably go tell someone really quick, but <laughs> yeah. I'll go tell a manager and then like get it going. But it doesn't really happen much anymore. I have to be honest, because especially like now we're using Upserve. So whereas like with Aloha before and stuff like that at places that we've worked, like you would put in your order and it would come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. With this, there's like a lot of capability for coursing. So like you can put in the whole thing and of course a lot okay, of places. Like time it out. Yeah. So it's usually like if I'll get the whole order all at once, like I'll push my tables, like in. give me everything mm-hmm. and then I'll course it I'll for you. It mm-hmm. And yeah. that way it's already in the computer and I can just fire mm-hmm. as I go. I hate the people that are like, they just order the appetizer and they're like, well, we don't want like the entree right away. So we're just going to not order. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like I will right. time this for you mm-hmm. to where it's not just coming on top of everything We are else. professional here. I just need you to trust me. <laughs> That's a dangerous game though. I remember Olive Garden had time delays on the food, but for the opposite reason, mm-hmm. because everything was made and gross and just <laughs> sitting back there. Yeah. If you rang in <laughs> your spaghetti... Without a time delay, it's you would get out. it in thirty one seconds, second, yeah. and yep. then it was sit. And you weren't going to get a fresh one if if mm. you fucked up. It sat in the window and yeah. died in seconds. <laughs> but they would make you time gross. delay so that if the person just ordered and you just put in that order, and then all of a sudden it's up, mm-hmm. they didn't want them to know that it didn't take that long to cook yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you had like to, please hold this for a yeah. second. You had to let them get through their <clears throat> unlimited soup salad of bread and be ready for their 30-second pasta. <laughs> it's just, it was wild. That'll be $15. It is interesting, though. I, You know, you get a lot of people that... I've seen a lot of people, especially where we work now, that like are almost hesitant to give you all of their order because they think that it's going to fly out. And that's because like when you see a server, and we've seen this a couple times with people we've worked with and they no longer work with us anymore. But when you see a server fire apps, salads, soups, entrees on the same same order, and then it hits the table and the guest is like, what the hell? There's just also not enough room on the table for Mm -hmm. any of that. Like you have to time it out. That's why you'll get those people that are like, no, we don't want to give you our order yet. And I want to be like, listen, I'm scared. I'm I'm good at what I do. Uh I'm going to make sure Uh that it's, it's timed properly. It's true. Yeah. I get weird now though, too, about like, if I go somewhere that's, relatively nice and they don't like clear like full clear and bring you new silverware and all that kind of stuff i'm like what is this ruby tasty (laughs) (laughs) kind of uncultured swatty literally you are not not kidding it's it's tough to go out to eat after especially after you've worked through the ranks and into fine dining Mm -hmm. it's like it's hard to go out to eat other places we've talked plenty of times about how cracker barrel was one of the go-to spots for my family growing up and from time to time, I still will like want to, you know, head in there for breakfast or something because I like their food. And I was there not too long ago, a couple, few, maybe a couple months ago. And uh, it was just horrendous. It wasn't busy. And I'm looking around and there's four or five tables with 17 plates on them. Nobody coming by to grab them. Mm-hmm. The server like came and they have iPads now. 
that they use. Mm -hmm. And she set her iPad on the table in front of me and punched my order in. In front of she me. She like, it to you. She was like, hey, you just yeah. She like set it there and I was like, I've given her my order and she's just like clicking it in. Mm-hmm. And what else? Mm-hmm. And I'm like. It's so impersonal. Oh, I hate that. A lot of yeah. places are moving to that. Those like toast things and the little I personally like, hate, I don't like that at <laughs> it's all. It's not mm-hmm. cute. Like I get the convenience for places like that, but it's like, it's it, right. It's not very personal. It's like the equivalent of like when COVID hit and everybody was having to do menus on their phone. Mm-hmm. And that is a big pet peeve of mine too, is when you walk up to a table the and somebody's on their phone, you know, yeah. and you're like, Hey, did you want to eat or no? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, what are we here for? Yeah. And so during COVID, like you'd walk up to the table and everyone was on their phone. And for a long time, it took me a minute to be like, like Oh, they're looking at the menu. Cause I was like, how rude. Like they're ignoring me. <laughs> but now it's like the opposite. Anytime you go somewhere and you see them putting the order in on a tablet, I'm like, get off your phone. I'm giving you my order. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny um all right so i'll do this is like a two-parter do you recall one of the dumbest questions a guest has ever asked you and or tie that in with the worst mispronunciation you might have ever heard from a menu oh anything oh, I bet you, do you have any good ones with your new restaurant Ooh, from the french restaurant yeah. Yeah, yeah the french restaurant for sure somebody the other day um ordered the brioche but they didn't want me to bring any butter because they had like a dairy allergy mm-hmm. for the brioche. I'm not trying to be mean, but <laughs> I'm not trying to be smarter than you. However, but <laughs> played out um, this way. <laughs> we get all kinds of good stuff. Actually, one of my, it's so funny. Um, I love him to death. His name is T. He's a chef at the restaurant that I work at now and he's one of my besties. And yeah. so he would actually appreciate this because um, I crack on him all the time. But he, we have foie gras torchon mm-hmm. on the menu and we, f- well, we don't have it on the menu, but we feature it pretty frequently. And sometimes we'll have it, sometimes we won't. Um, because it's quite laborious to make. So if we are going to feature it, they only want us to be really specific, like extra nice special clientele, What'd you say whatever. Was? Foie gras. Foie gras torchon. Foie gras torchon. Foie gras. Spell that. F-O-I-E. Can you use it in the sentence, please? But he calls it Falagra. Every time we're in pre-shift and he's like going through the features and 86 items and stuff like that. And he's like, we got Falagra Torchon. And he's the one cooking it. Excellent. It kills me. It's hilarious. What is that? Uh, foie gras is like fat and duck liver and so oh, basically yeah so basically the torchon is just like where they go through this extensive process of like retexturizing yes. it basically and making it like a pate so it's spreadable and you eat it with brioche of course yes <laughs> very thing. fancy i knew that sounded familiar we did that that was a feature once or twice at black rabbit and they would always pitch it to us and be like and, and, you know if your table wants to know anything about how humanely this was done. Mm, Here's not. the spiel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> They're like, you can stay in this Again, little cage and we're going to get you really fat. Yeah. yeah. It's not a nice way to put this. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's okay. really good though. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, look, I've been lying about sharks eating fish for years. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I don't have a problem lying about this. This stuff. is not, this is like nothing. <laughs> Ooh, one of my favorites. We used to have that tilapia on the menu at Aquarium. Yeah. Tilapia is farm raised fish. Of course. <sighs> Man. Get those people that come in like, 
uh, your tilapia is not farm raised, is it? Because uh, <laughs> I don't eat farm raised fish, but I really want tilapia. I was like, <clears throat> it's in a very wild caught farm. Wild. <laughs> and what's and I I say this sparingly, knowing that most of our listening base is industry, you know industry crew. Mm -hmm. So they're going to get it. But like when you get somebody that asks that question, you can tell immediately what they're looking for by the tone of their voice. They want to know if it's wild caught Mm -hmm. and you just say it's wild every time. And Mm -hmm. guess what? I've said that about a thousand times to somebody not knowing where it came from. Not even, yeah. And then I come back, this is the best salmon I ever had. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Man. (laughs) At Aquarium, we got a lot of like Where's this fish from? Where's this from? Uh-huh. And, and you can only ask so many times before you're numb to it because it doesn't matter to the person. They they think it matters, but yeah. they're they're gonna order what they're gonna order. And I yeah, I'd be lying, bro. Oh, <laughs> what would get me is everybody wanted like fresh seafood. Mm-hmm. Like, where is it coming from? Mm-hmm. Is it frozen? I don't want it. This and that. And I'm like, so here's the thing. We're in Tennessee. <laughs> Landlocked. Just want you to think just, about that for a second. So, I shit you not. I told somebody once that our seafood was helicoptered in daily, and they awesome. absolutely, absolutely bought it. I said, you know that the IMAX theater over there? There's a landing pad up there. It's for emergencies, but they <laughs> but they bring us the seafood. <laughs> yeah. And I thought for sure they were gonna like. I was almost going into that as a joke because they were trying to pull the hold. Does your seafood come in fresh? And I started off with that thinking for sure that they were going to think I was kidding. And the guy was like, no way. Are yeah. you serious? You see, you can actually see 10 more dollars added to your tip <laughs> in his eyes because he's excited. And you're like, yes way. Yeah. So I shifted gears and I went with it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a new meaning to uh, old Scotty Gilbert's. Uh, Hope everybody's strapped in for delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I don't know if you know, but Scotty Gilbert started a podcast. He's he? he's working with us. Let's yeah. go, Scotty Gilbert. Come yeah. on, yeah, it's it's good too, man. I want to see more That's of it. Best. You know, he was he was so deep into the history of uh, rock music mm-hmm. and, and and all that, and that's what his podcast is about. It's pretty. That's amazing. He's living his yeah. best yeah, it's life. A good, it's a good mm-hmm. good idea. You know, he was on. He actually told he told his strapped in yeah. for deliciousness story. Oh, he had yeah. some zingers. Yeah, shark attack thing. Yeah. I can't yeah. forget it. Uh-huh. Shark attack, 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 attack. <laughs> I know he we talked so about it. Shameless, oh, dude. shameless. Oh, and it worked. Uh-huh. You know? Dude, being in a, I know we talked about it literally on his episode, but like being in a section next to him, <laughs> like while you were serving and like you're, you're, what I think you would, you said it, like your guests would be like, why aren't you doing this for me? <laughs> You feel inadequate because you don't have it in your body to, yeah. to repeat your own delay echo. Well, he was he was so like on it though. He was a salesman because he would like in order to get his sales up. I remember like hearing him sometimes oh, telling his yeah. tables like, "So if you get this, I will buy you dessert." That <laughs> was one of his signature moves. Yeah. yeah, folks, I'd like to take a second to tell you about the Landry Select Club. Yeah. I can just remember hearing that mm-hmm. forty times a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was great. What a guy, Brooke. You're up. Okay, um, I would say you laughed at this question um, when you were reading the email before. But what would you gold medal in, in if you were in server Olympics? <laughs> Our next episode, I'm gonna literally open the show with that question. Um Sorry. gold medal. What's your, yeah, what's your gold medal in the server Olympics 2024? Honestly, probably talking shit. <laughs> and I cost so much. 
like all the time. Like it's, it's impressive. Um, How much you swear? I walk into the kitchen and once I'm out of earshot, I will just straight up yell fuck. (laughs) 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 I'll be doing so many things so quickly and like going to find like toilet paper or something for a bathroom and just, I will be booking my ass off and just run through the kitchen (laughs) screaming (laughs) profanity. It just gets quieter as she walks away. <laughs> That's also yeah. you. You and Brooke have that in common as being mm-hmm. being that character uh, from Thanks. waiting that is swearing right up until she hits the yeah. door and then I'm she like, all smiles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love saying stupid <laughs> shit, but I also like that's the thing. This place, like these places, get so intense and it's not that serious. So I just talk shit all the time, all my coworkers, <laughs> and it's so great. I say dumb shit. All the time. I love it. I feel like you always struck me as somebody, your personality was that like the more you talk shit about somebody, the more they wanted like you to like them. And it was like yeah. an inverse kind of reverse psychology thing. I remember a lot of people back in the aquarium days going to Seeger and being like, I don't think your sister likes me. Well, yeah, she probably doesn't. It's fine though. All right. Are you okay with that? <laughs> or like new people, like new girls that would come into the restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's like Seeger and I were always shooting the shit and they thought he was cute. So they'd be like, is that your girlfriend? And he was like, <laughs> no, that's my sister. <laughs> They're like, oh, okay. She's kind of scary. He's like, yeah. Literally. New, pe- new people with her. I Yeah. Alyssa had to apologize to one of the new greeters last night because I... Got sat out of my section, one table, got sat out of my section in my other table. And then I finally see my section being sat and it's not my table. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, I go up to the front and Alyssa was up there. So I thought it was like the perfect time. Alyssa's one of our managers. I was like, Alyssa, why is table blah, blah, blah over here? And I'm just looking at this new greeter and she's like, Alyssa's just looking at me like, shut the fuck up. You're scaring her. (laughs) And I walked away and she was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to get Brooke mad. (laughs) (laughs) She apologized. to poke the bear. (laughs) Is that Brooke that they talk? Like somebody in orientation. Yeah. was Mm -hmm. like, hey, if you, whenever you meet Brooke, you'll know. You'll know. Watch out. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Literally that. That's how it goes. That's cute. That's cute. Um, well, I'm going to ask one of my own questions now. I always love to know who's the most famous person you've served through your time. Famous person I've served. Or a few. Probably me, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta be Seeger, number one. I think it's probably Darius Rucker. Okay. Yeah, he's he up there. He goes into halls a lot. Okay. He's actually in... Brasserie the other day, the French restaurant. No way. Um, yeah. There's so many people over there that that area that I work in is like money. Does he live out there now? I don't know. The only place know. to work in a restaurant is in a money yeah. I don't know that he lives out there, but I think he travels back and forth okay. pretty frequently. Yeah. Because yeah. he's big in Nashville too. Mm-hmm. Always heard he's a nice guy. One we've never heard before. Yeah. I don't think we've heard that one yet. Yeah. He's, awesome. he's actually been in a lot of places I've. But yeah, no, I don't know. It's just like weird. Darius Rucker always shows up where <laughs> I work, <laughs> and even in other states. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah. Well, you got anything else? Um, I just had the best. Like my favorite question to ask is, um, what's your best dish? Like your favorite dish that you've had at any of the places? I'll be asking at. that next week. <laughs> <laughs> best dish? Oof, I don't know. That's tough. Because I'll be really honest with you, every place that I've ever worked, I was actually telling somebody this the other day, 
I have not tried 90% of the menu. Okay. Because I don't like, back in the day, I used to be pudgy. And so eating like at the restaurant Mm -hmm. a lot, like eating while you're there would like start to pack on for me. And I was like, I got to quit doing this. I got to quit. We used to eat Breadsticks dipped in Holy Alfredo. Oh sauce. My God. I could, I'd never make it's, it at Olive Garden. Yeah, not only that, but Steve and I used my our mother raised us uh, to have dessert after every meal. Yeah, and sometimes just have dessert instead of a meal. <laughs> and Steve and I used to just split aquarium sized desserts. Like shark attacks for no regularly. Yeah. Just yeah, Steve would just be like, "I'm gonna grab an Arctic it's a 4, indulgence." Four thousand calorie dessert. Yeah, are you down for half of an Arctic indulgence? And I'd be like, "That's like six ice cream sandwiches in the middle of a double." Per in the middle. Oh my god! Four, four bars yeah. of Heath Crunch. So you can Put imagine, down. I'm eight hours deep into this shift. I haven't had anything but two fries <laughs> off of somebody's plate on the way to the table. And Steve's like, "Hey, you want to do a meal replacement with?" Six ice cream sandwiches, and I'm like, yeah, yep. I think I will have half of that and not dinner tonight. Sure, oh, it's better than that time. We were, so this is actually really funny. We were working a double aquarium, and it was a weekend, like Saturday, Sunday, something like that. And Thomas motherfucking Harris was working with us. Okay, shout out Thomas. <laughs> and we were in the Bev station. And it's like the middle of the day. So everybody's just raring to go. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hungry. Everybody wants a break. And there is this banana peel, like half-eaten <laughs> banana, <laughs> sitting on the top of, like, the trash that's in there. And so Thomas comes in, and he was talking about how I'm hungry he He's talking about how hungry he is. And Seeger and I are in there. We're just talking shit. We're like... <laughs> like, bro, why are you so hungry? And, like, eat something. And then Seeger and I look at each other and we point to the banana and we wait till everybody, like, people start coming in. More people start coming to the bow station. And no joke, I shit you not, we convinced everybody that he was so hungry that he ate the banana out of the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and we saw so it. everybody's giving him shit for the rest of the day. <laughs> Thomas Thomas did not like to be the, the butt of a joke no. or something. Or the point of attention. Like Thomas was low key. He's like, don't, and don't we put just, the spotlight we on just me. Said, Yo, Thomas just ate the rest of that banana out of the trash can. He's like, what the fuck? No, I didn't. And Seager looks at me and I was like, I saw it. And everybody was like, he started sweating immediately. Yes. Everybody's like, Thomas, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> Why did you do that? He's like, I, bruh, bruh, I swear to God I did not eat that. And I was like, why would I make that up? <laughs> you could get anybody with that. Why would I make that uh-huh. up? You're, you're yeah. damned immediately. Oh, that I don't think I knew that story. That, that one might have gone to camera footage at some point. Bev Station <laughs> camera footage for proof. Oh, Thomas, Thomas was not, not stoked. Man, that was next time cool. I see him, I'm going to ask him about that. <laughs> why'd you eat that banana out of the trash, man? Thomas motherfucking Harris. <laughs> Dude, I've got a couple good, uh, still saved on my phone. Bev, Bev two camera. Uh, oh yeah, just there were a couple Some really shenanigans. Good yeah, oh yeah. Steve told me a story last night that I didn't remember myself doing. Apparently, when I was brand new, will you tell the mustard story again? Oh, <laughs> Ooh, the mustard story. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember doing this at all. Sigurd, but it, I did. Because Seeger. Okay, you also have to realize that when Seeger got to this job, he started doing the whole like order by memory thing. 
So when he would have say, that, you started like, doing mustard. When he would have that, <laughs> when he would have that captain's table. Remember, they used to put the captain's table, which sat twelve, yeah. and they would push it up against the booth three, that was back there that also uh, sat three twenty six, three twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. And so sometimes he would have like parties of like twenty something people back mm-hmm. there. And everybody would order a salad and a soup and an entree and a this and a that. And he would remember the entire order verbatim without writing anything down and go put everything in. And they thought it was the coolest thing ever. But sometimes (laughs) he would get get to the back and he would be fucking stressing. Like if he started (laughs) to slip on something, like, because he couldn't go back out there and be like, I'm sorry, what did you get? So he would get like worked up about it. There's a couple times I saw a secret punch a computer and I was like, well, that's not going to happen. Full disclosure, I was 19. Yeah. Uh, furthermore, I would be great at it until a host came up and was like, hey, <laughs> this one table asked me for ketchup. Um, where's that? And there's like 40 bottles of ketchup right above both of our heads. <laughs> Literally. And I'm like, Please shut up. I'm trying to remember if this guy wants his fish blackened, grilled, or fried. And his wife told me that she thinks her Dr. Pepper has too many ice cubes in it. Please, please shut up. Please shut up. And it was, yeah, I mean, it got me big, big fucking tips. But sometimes I would start to slip on the big orders. And it was big stress. Because not only did I not know what it was I had forgotten. Yeah. It was who I had forgotten it for or, or at what place you like that play. I have yeah, a yeah. fried captain's platter in my brain. I don't know what seat it's Where going it to. Going? <laughs> and there's six of them on this 20 person order yeah. and each one's got modifications as to what they want on it. And it was, yeah, it was stressful. But he would start to go crazy. Mm-hmm. Like on those doubles, like his brain would like trip out. I mean, naturally also you're in a cave, like you got no sunlight all day. Yeah. You're just working I've nothing but doubles. 150 guests today in mm-hmm. my fall yeah. hour shift and I every one of their orders, <clears throat> drinks and everything has been in my head at some point. Yeah. But, Dangerous mm-hmm. game. I used to try to explain that to my family too because, you know, there were only a handful of us there that did that and I would go home and just stare at the wall after a double and then I would see my family and they'd be like, why is work stressing out so much? And I'd be like, it's because I could tell you every order from every table that I had I yesterday today. right now. And that one table that I forgot to bring the ranch to. <laughs> <laughs> but so he would start to lose his mind. And one day I remember we were in the middle of a double and somebody did something and he was like just totally out of his mind. And he walks in the kitchen and somebody was like, excited about something and he had this bottle of mustard in his hand and he was like fuck yeah and he like smashes the bottle of mustard <laughs> onto the ground just like slams like it straight it. into the floor and it busts <laughs> and it makes this loud ass noise and the chef at the time i don't even remember who it was i remember it was a big tall guy but he looks over and he's like dude what the fuck? And Sierra, goes, and Sierra just goes, I don't know why I did that. I, did that. I was blacked yeah, out. There was mustard everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. And mustard's a real shit condiment to get all over everything. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, yeah. I don't. Come out well, smells. I don't know why I did it, man. I was also 19, full disclosure. Yeah, well, you know, here we are nine years later, and it's a good story. Yeah. It's pretty funny. That's great. Um, All right. So this has been a common question the last few weeks. We want your input. Um, What, in your opinion, is the best table bread? 
table. At restaurant. It's got to be like a restaurant, you know, that has multiple locations, not just a one-off. We've gotten red Does lobster. The bread also has to be free. Yes, it's got to be complimentary bread. Mm. We've gotten red lobster, cheesecake factory, Fazoli's. Fazoli's. Fazoli's slaps. Outback, dude. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Those were the main yep. answers. Back in the day, we used to go to Logan's a lot. And yeah. Logan's, Logan's and O'Charlie's had those bomb rolls. And they changed their recipe, though. And that, yeah. That was so disappointing. Yeah, that's that's been a topic because obviously I'm Logan's is my, my mm-hmm. first love. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, things that would make you pudgy on the job. Mm-hmm. Free bread. Those 400 calorie rolls mm-hmm. just at your disposal. Yep. Oh, dude. 400 yeah. calories. Don't tell Her me. Her roll? Don't give me the stats, It's like bro. between two and four, Damn. for sure. Don't give yeah. me the yeah. stats. On, on one roll. Mm-mm. Yeah. Makes sense. You just walk by and open the thing. Mm-hmm. Grab a little butter. A little hungry. Just a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the real move was is uh, get some of that butter and throw some cinnamon sugar on it. Make a little cinnamon sugar butter mm-hmm. on those yeast rolls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shaking you her guys head. are disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Rick and I have like an 85% variance on, on things that we eat. Yeah. Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I got to say. All right. Logan's O'Charlie's. Logan's O'Charlie's. Mm-hmm. It's respectable. Okay. I mean, the you can't, it's hard to top the yeast roll. Mm-hmm. But everything's it's changed easy. now. It's not the same. Like I said, they That's changed true. their recipe and now they're like, mm, yeah. make things more cost effective. Yeah. You it know? used to be like little baby pillows for your face. Yeah. But they used no, to be made in house too. <laughs> Oh, wait. You know who else has really bomb bread, though? What's that one place? Jim and Nick's with those little, like, cheesy corn muffin mm, things that they do. Barbecue place? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I've had that. I haven't had those in a long time. Yeah. I think I've only eaten Jim and Nick's, like, one time. Might have to go back for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to finish off this episode knowing if you had an embarrassing story about Seeger that we... Need to know. Just any embarrassing Anything story. At all. Yeah. Mm. This is some dirty shit. <laughs> I've known you for a long time. Did you think that I wouldn't ask that? <laughs> An embarrassing story. No, There's you don't so have to share. Many. It's okay. I mean, oh, I have no shame. Sig used to it. do, Sig used to be pretty funny as a kid. He was just such an asshole, like such an asshole. And he did not care. I remember one time he actually told our mother as a teenager that he would rather do what he wanted to do and get beat for it than <laughs> not do what he wanted to do. He's <laughs> like, I'll take the spanking. <laughs> but yeah, I'll leave it, but not till I get back in two hours. That's yeah. acceptable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, beat me when I get home. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Sigur and I used to just fight all the time though when we were kids. Like we get along so well now, but Are we you were old, kids. Older? I'm older. Okay. Yeah. We just used to fight so much. I was like 40 pounds until I was 12. (laughs) (laughs) So like, I, yeah, Steve used to rock my shit. (laughs) (laughs) We used to have, our rooms used to be directly across the hall from each other. And of course, because we're siblings, we do the whole like, you can't come in my room. (laughs) No, you can't come in my room. (laughs) So like if one of us tried to go in the other person's room, like we would stand in the doorway. And so they couldn't. And so he started trying. He would start in his room and charge me in my doorway to try to come in my room. And he was so little that I would just push him back. Just bounce off. And he would just fly all the way back into his room. And then he would get so mad and he would do it again and again and again. He would like breathe through his nose like a dragon because. <laughs> 
Yeah. It was hilarious. All right. Yeah. That's good. That's pretty good. You can charge my door anytime. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. I'll let you ride in. Uh, well, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, Happy late birthday, by the way. Thank just you. celebrated a birthday. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, we're glad we got to do an episode with you while you were in town. I'm glad so. I got to do it too. Thanks yes, for stopping by. Coming. In the brand new studio. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Here in Nashville, Tennessee. In. Um, hey, mom. Love you. Mom, <laughs> hey, mom. I love you too. <laughs> Did you guys just want a sporting event? <laughs> Love you, mom. <laughs> oh, she just got mad at me for saying we didn't have Christmas traditions on the Christmas episode. So. Uh-huh. Sorry, oh, listen, mom. You shout out Claire as much as you want. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, earlier we made dinner plans. Well, we, we tried to start making dinner plans and she said, what am I going to wear? <laughs> <laughs> She's one of the best. Uh-huh. She's my favorite. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. Uh, Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Big Dude, giant shout out. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I, I made a note. Please tell Chloe we said hi. Oh, for sure. We miss Chloe a lot. For sure, for sure. I miss Chloe a lot. <laughs> and I was thinking about that. I it seems like we got to have her for so many more weeks doing this podcast, but it was like three months because mm-hmm. we started in September and you moved in December. Yeah, end of December. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, we hope she's doing it. Chloe, for anybody listening that's just joined us this year, Chloe is the dog that used to live here and we Looked forward to seeing mm-hmm. her every year. That's her. Every, every week. She's, All right. She loved her different colors every every week. That was oh, like she's, a different one. Yeah, she's hot. She's, she's got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's got it. <laughs> she's hot. <laughs> Love it. All right. Uh, big giant shout out to Phoenix Studios, Nashville, Tennessee. Mr. Seeger Rawls, the mustard king himself. <laughs> we love you. And... Uh, <laughs> shout out to the brand new studio here at Phoenix Studios. And... Um, Catch us on Instagram at Waiting Tables Podcast. Like, review, subscribe anywhere you listen. And patreon.com slash waiting tables. Three bucks a month gets you a second episode every week. Hang out with us more and more and more. We'll see you soon. Bye.